the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 11 a.m., everyone. Indeed, you said it. 41 will be the high. 710 KNUS. Saturday morning, the 17th of December, 2022. Good old 710 KNUS. Thanks for doing and being with us on a Saturday morning. We led with Robert Spencer, and we were talking about Iran. We moved into Ukraine. Then lots of open lines talking about the um, the strike, the pending strike. It, it's what's going to happen at Starbucks and sort of everything around the world. Now we're going to get down to business. Ladies and gentlemen, please say good morning. My favorites. And again, they have no no, no longer any obligations to hold anything back as though, as though they did in the past. Number one, please say good morning to the hitman, Joe Williams. Hitman, are you there? Merry Christmas. Me too. Merry Christmas to you. Number two, Sandy Clough. Sandy, good morning, man. Welcome back to the show. How you doing, Uncle Pete? You know, I'm great, and I talked to Steve Harms the other day, and uh, he was talking about every. We were talking about doing all this stuff together. But uh, real quick, for people who don't know, these are these are lions in winter. Uh, Joe, when did you start working on the radio? 1981. And Sandy, when did you start? 1979, August of 1979. And doing sports and. It has been. Let me and, and yes. let me uh, inter, let me interrupt. Uh, he was and still is the reigning champ. I've heard them all, from coast to coast. Sandy's the best. Did you guys he ever? Always, did you ever work he together? Always was. Did you guys Hell, ever? Yes, we worked together. We worked together at K Big. That's what I thought. We worked. We worked together at the Fan. There ain't nobody like him. I think so too. I mean, now, I yeah. And now, now he's become not only that. Now a highly sought after guest. <laughs> <laughs> also, also oh, man. i can't match that no. i can't match that no i you know joe and i uh worked together actually on the air at the same time occasionally but not that often and yet i i feel in a lot of ways closer to joe than anybody I actually worked at, uh, with over an extended period of time. I was on the air that, uh, as part of a two-man show or a three-man show, uh, whatever. And the one thing I want to get across right away about Joe, uh, Joe has a sense of both fearlessness and curiosity that I think only the best talk show hosts have. And Joe also has the advantage of never being schooled in any way that relates to being a talk show host. No, it's true. (laughs) So he is more unvarnished and always has been, always will be more unvarnished than any person I've ever met in my life. Forget about people in our business uh, other talk show hosts, writers, whatever. Joe, every word that comes out of Joe's mouth 
is unvarnished and unmeasured. And that is a unique thing. You bet. Uh, not only in our business, but in any walk of life. Our guests, Joe Williams and Sandy Clough, and I've said this so many times about talk radio, the seemingly best guys, like Alan Berg, who literally walks out of a, a, a they call it the boot broker and a shirt broker, and sits down at, at uh, it wasn't KWBZ, then it was KM, whatever the calls were at the time, and he gets it. The other one, Dave Logan, literally takes off his helmet and because of Irv Brown walks in, sits in front of a microphone, and Rosen did it. Rosen came out of um, um, came out of the corporate world, sat down in front of a microphone, and got it. The hitman was a, you were a caller, weren't you, Joe? I was. Yes, I did. And I used to listen to Sandy uh, beat up those drunks after Bronco games when he <laughs> first true. started. True. Over well, oh, man. I, I always thought, and I, I can say this now, you know, in uh, in uh, in pro wrestling, they call it marking. You mark for somebody. And I, I said, Donald, Don, those Donald Trump people, they think a mark is a is German currency. <laughs> they, don't know, they don't know they're being marked, right? And so they think it's German currency, but... So Rose, I had, I had dinner with Rose in the other night. We we're talking about it, and Sandy, tell me the, this is a my my Sandy impersonation, sir, sir. Did you just watch the same game I did? Yeah, <laughs> and that that was gentle. Uh, there, there were there were rougher moments than that, but uh, you're very kind, Peter. No. Thank you. Yes, yes, but I, I, no, and and I was too dumb as a kid. To understand that, first of all, I was doing a show, that particular postgame show, that no one else wanted to do. Yeah. I, I mean, no one else, and I just wanted to get on the air. And I was too dumb to understand that, uh, uh, you know, people would uh, call in and hmm. have irrational thoughts. And I, I didn't understand, Joe always did, yeah. that uh, people would bet on these games. Oh, you know So it. if the Broncos won by... Uh, three and they were favored by four. People would be just oh, oh. as angry as they would have been had they lost the oh, game. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, it took me a while to understand that. We used to always say it. Hey, hit man. We used to always say Sandy was rolling drunks after those games on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that was my claim to fame yeah. at the time. Yes, you I know, rolled drunk. You know what? I've I've said to the management here they should bring you both in here. When a Bronco game ends, just turn the two of you loose on the air, and it would be the biggest, the hottest show in town. So it, it, you yeah. know, it would be, and we've never done that. And oh. and now that you bring it up, I I wish we had. Maybe oh, we will someday. Oh, I, I, maybe listen, maybe we will. I, I pitched the it. So you know, now would be it's no fun beating a dead horse. Yeah, ooh, yeah that's ooh. right. I, yes. What? Yeah. I asked That's you, true. Uh, so Sandy and Joe are here. I've asked you guys to come on for two things. Uh, you can which one you want to do first? See you and uh, and the arrival of Dion, or the Denver Broncos. So maybe I'll begin with asking questions. What? How can you begin this? What? What's the? What's? What are the Denver Broncos' main problems? And somebody once said the. Um, the worst trade of 2022 was Russell Wilson until they brought that basketball player out of Russia. <laughs> they said that was the worst trade. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was the worst trade than Russell Wilson. All right, Sandy, what's wrong with the Broncos? Boy, uh, where do you want to begin? Uh, I, I think generally 
over the last seven years since they won the Super Bowl, the problem's been a lack of accountability. Wow. And, you know, they, they have new ownership now, but we have no idea uh, what these new owners are about. Uh, I suspect they don't know much football. Uh, I imagine they're trying to learn. And I, I just don't sense an organization that for the last seven years, probably closer to a decade when it comes to the draft, has any real sense, any real direction, a lot of ego, and very little accountability. Mm. I, I don't know. Uh, it, you know, they've been through all these head coaches, mm. different coordinators, different quarterbacks, and it seems that most everybody within the organization has an agenda that has nothing to do with winning football games. And now uh, they, they have become uh, the leading excuse makers in all of major professional sports. Wow. In, in my view, they wow. are blind uh, to uh, their own deficiencies. And, uh, you know, I think it started probably with the drafting of Paxton Lynch in 2016 and everything has gone down from that point is it because of the loss of pat boland um i mean i has a lot to do with it and i don't know what joe thinks but i think things began to deteriorate when pat boland was no longer in charge of the day-to-day operation hitman Uh, and pat Pat boland demanded accountability uh i i agree with you on that hitman it's yours well, it makes you almost long for the old days with Elway and Joe Ellis and uh, Mary Kelly and Rich Slippy and that bunch. And then you remember, this is why they're in the spot they're in right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think they got this way? Bone draft choices, poor decisions, personnel. I mean, it um, they feathered their own nest at the expense, you know, of what? And Sandy's right about Boland, who never would have put up with any of this. And no. uh, uh, the, the one thing he he put above all else was winning. Even when he fired his coach for life, Mike yeah, Shanahan, yeah. none of us could really believe it. But uh, he knew things were going sideways and then south, and uh, he stepped up there and he did it. But Sandy is right when he uh, when he got sick, uh, and I, I remember, uh, you know, we had up and down relationships with everybody over there over the years. And uh, but we had a pretty good one with Pat Bolin, especially at the last 10 or 15 years of uh, while he was active. And uh, he would come on with uh, Irvin, especially when we were whoring out for a new stadium. And, <laughs> oh, uh, he, oh, oh. He that, would, that got me in trouble. Would, yeah. Yeah, he would. He would. Well, I mean, that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, you know, he uh, 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 he would come on with us. He'd come out to remotes yeah. broadcast yeah. and he'd take questions and. Uh, almost unheard of for, you know, an owner in the NFL to do. I don't know of any, many other places where they do that That's now, true, but, yeah. he, but he did that with us. But I remember when he uh, told us, and I, actually it was back when they uh, drafted Tim Tebow, he, uh, Irv and I were out there and he came up and said, I can't come on with you guys anymore. He said, I can't, I, I can't remember things. Basically yeah, that's yeah. how he put it. Yeah. And uh, right then as Sandy, as Sandy said, that that's when things uh, took a turn for the worst, and they've never really gotten it back. Who they makes, got luckier 
they got lucky as hell when Peyton Manning fell in their lap, or else it would have been even worse. Our guests, they're the two, two of the best, Joe Williams and Sandy Clough, and there's so much in sports right now. One of the things that I thought, I, my, I did with my grandson last night, who really is a, he's like talking to a man about football, and uh, he loves sports, and he's way ahead of me. But what I thought was interesting, it was, don't you think the Broncos said they were so happy that, that Deion Sanders was coming to, to see you, and it swept the sports pages, and nobody, they quit throwing rocks at the Broncos, and they all turned their attention to see you buffs. Well, you know, I, I, I had a joke uh, that I used on the air that day because this, is, this was a first, and you both will appreciate this. Uh, I've been doing uh, post-game Bronco shows since my uh, quote-unquote retirement. Right. And on that particular Sunday, the two things happened that I could never have imagined ever happening around here. See you scheduled a press conference to introduce Deion Sanders at 1.30 on a Sunday afternoon, right up against a Bronco game. That never would have happened. No, it, it, ever at any point in uh, in in the no, history no. of the Broncos yeah. or the CU football break, they never would put a press conference up against the Broncos, no matter how big the press conference was. They never would have done that. So I get a call the night before from my program director who says, I want you to come in and anchor the press conference. Wow. At one thirty during the Broncos game. They're playing in Baltimore. It's an 11 a.m. start during the Broncos game. And he says, you anchor the press conference. And after the press conference is over, you come on the air with the post game, and you talk about Deion Sanders right throughout the program if the callers go that way. You don't talk anything about the Broncos game because next to Deion Sanders, the Broncos no. game with Baltimore is totally insignificant. Agreed. Completely meaningless. And we got probably 80%, 80% of our phone calls were directly or indirectly related to Deion Sanders. No. And my uh, little joke was that uh, – the Bronco Ravens game started at 11 a.m. By that time, of course, the news had broken that Deion Sanders was coming to Colorado. And the Broncos heard that and thought he was coming in to replace Hackett. <laughs> so they played they played one of their best games, games, at least defensively, for three and a half quarters. And then with about five minutes to go, they got word that Deion Sanders was coming, not to coach the Broncos, but was coming to coach the University God, of Colorado. They then gave up a 91-yard drive that's and great. lost the game 10 to 9. Oh, that's wonderful. No, it's like... Um, <laughs> he he is the he is the story now, and, and and Joe's here, of course, and Sandy's here. Uh, how much more media attention, Joe? And you've been great at this. When CU begins to play, and I will go back to what's going to happen under this under tutelage of, of of Sanders. But what I think is interesting: how many better foot? I'm excuse me. How many better television contracts were written in that short amount of time? to make CU games national games just simply because of his presence. His presence, pardon me. Um, you know, CU now is in the Pac-12. Uh, the, these, the, this radio business and these contracts, these television contracts 
uh, everything, the money is just going crazy. You got UCLA and Southern Cal leaving to go to the Big Ten. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to the Pac-12, and I don't think anybody else really knows either. Uh, I know they're going to have some uh, new uh, new new uh, schools come in there uh, to the Big 12. But uh, as far as Deion Sanders is concerned, I mean, he's uh, his name, uh, uh, the uh, changing of the guard uh, up there, so to speak, uh, is going to have to include the faculty getting on board with this and adjusting you know the what do they call it the uh, Harvard of oh, the West you know it well mentality. yeah right uh, they're going to have to change the way they do business as regards to admissions who they let in and who they keep in Deion Sanders has been brought in you know to attract uh, th- those kind of players and uh, obviously to get back on te- get back on television uh, which you hardly ever see them because they haven't been worth watching but uh they're going to have to adjust, adjust their standards, the admission yep. standards, and uh, the, the NIL, this name, in, image, and likeness, has changed the whole thing in college football. Now they're going to also have to have their donors, whoever they are, who will support the program now in a much bigger way than they ever have before because now players, they can simply leave if they don't like what's happening. Yeah. Uh, they don't even have to sit out of here. They can just go someplace else. And it's spelled M-O-N-E-Y is what's going to get them here and keep them here. And guess where that's got to come from? That's got to come from their donors. And it's different than it ever has before. You know, used to, you know, they talk about getting paid under the table. Mm -hmm. Now they get paid, but it's all above board. And who has the the most money? So they've got to have the television money. Yes, they'd have to have that. But they also have to have people who will step up. And pay these players. Joe, Joe Williams and Sandy Cluffer here, Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS. Um, the financial terms of his Colorado contract, uh, I went online to read them yesterday afternoon because I knew you guys were going to do the show. Uh, he is the highest paid, thus far, highest paid football coach in the history of CU. But there is this basic 101 economics line that says a high tide raises all boats. And he will be the story, or I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. He will be one of the most important stories when fall football season starts. Sandy, do you believe that's true? Absolutely. (laughs) I I don't think there's any doubt about it. And I have to give Rick George a tremendous amount of credit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I am not a fan necessarily of firing football coaches during the season. But if you're going to do it, uh, do it early enough so that you can begin your search. And I think Rick George, the athletic director at the University of Colorado, had basically two months, and he targeted Deion Sanders, and he worked on Deion Sanders for two months, and he developed a relationship with Deion Sanders. I must confess, I never thought Deion Sanders would come here, uh, mainly because I couldn't believe a school such as Auburn, for example, in the SEC, wouldn't snap him up. But Joe hit on a key point, and it is the key point. The reason Auburn didn't hire Deion Sanders is because uh, the muckety mucks at Auburn want to have some control over the football operation. They don't want to give everything over to anybody, especially a black man. 
Wow. Uh, now, oh, wow. You, you, you look at the coaches they've been hiring recently at Auburn, they're guys whom they can control. And Dion gets hired at CU with Rick George saying, basically, it's we're going to change yeah. transfer restrictions for you. Rick George oh. is going to make sure and, and, and convince Deion Sanders that he would come here and basically have huh? uh, free reign. And uh, it, it, the, the ego at places like Auburn, uh, among uh, people associated with a football program, uh, is beyond belief. And CU undoubtedly had to humble itself and understand that if you're going to hire Deion Sanders, you've got to give him everything more or less that he wants. Uh, Total freedom on hiring his coaching staff, um, the ability to uh, go out and uh, recruit uh, without many constraints, and the whole NIL uh, business, Joe is exactly right. Listen, Deion Sanders will be able to get in the door, and he will be a very attractive coach for a lot of prospective transfers. But Deion Sanders can't pay <laughs> NIL money out of his own pocket. They need donors big-time donors willing to step up in ways they've never stepped up in the past, and I don't know if they've got that. That's my lingering doubt. Now, can Deion Sanders take him next year from one win this year to four or five wins? Yeah, he probably can do that. But to get them back into a place where they were under McCartney, especially the last six, seven years, where they're winning – nine games a year, ten games a year, that's a big ask. And even Deion Sanders at a press conference said things may not turn around as quickly as some people would like. And so even Deion Sanders uh, was smart enough initially to to tamp down some of the more – Irrational expectations. Let me just. But he will be the major story in football in 2023 in Colorado. Hitman, I was going to. Sandy is absolutely right. Let me, me, guys, I'm ready to, Joe, I'm ready to pause. Um, I was going to ask you, um, yes or no, is this, is, it's always been, the Broncos have always been the biggest sports story in in Denver, followed by the Rockies and, you know, the, the Avalanche, of course, doing, the Nuggets doing. And CU has always been the dirt, you know, the the bottom since, I guess, uh, since Coach McCarthy. I think what listening to Sandy has that now all changed as well. And has CU catapulted into the sports story in in the state right now or in the city? Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Hitman. Well, well, uh, look, the Broncos have always. They've always been number one. Now, they're pathetic right now. I don't know what's going to happen next. Sandy was talking about Pinner and that group, and, you know, really we don't know anything about them other than they're all right. very, very rich. They're, you know, they're Saudi Arabian rich. Mm-hmm. They, they got that kind of – I mean, Pinner's mother-in-law is the fifth richest person in the world, for crying out loud. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they don't have to go to the bank and get a loan, right? But we'll see what happens on that end of it. As far as CU is concerned, you know – he attracts the, like Sandy said, 
Deion Sanders will attract the, the, the players, the players, then the, the faculty, they've got to kick in their part and they've got to uh, relax. There's no other way around it. Uh, they've got to relax their standards academically up there for this to work uh, or else, you know, nothing is going to change. Hey. And they've made mistake after mistake after mistake, but the NIL money, that's the key hmm. right there. There's no getting around. Sandy is right. If they don't have people to kick that NIL money in, nothing is going to change. Okay. So hold on. Do I take take a turn around? Sandy Clough and Joe Williams, the Hitman, Peter Boyle, seven ten K and US. Good morning, everybody. Holidays are here, and the best way to change your waist size and get back into shape is our friends at Cenogenics. I talk about Doctor McCallan all the time. I, I mean, my life changed so so for the better when I met Doctor McCallan. Truly a healer. You may be tempted to delay healthy choices until you start the new year. And nah, I'd like to encourage you to think differently. The, the team at Cenogenics approaches health care, disease prevention, and aging from a research-based methodology. You want to lose weight, sleep better, increase your libido, boost your immunes. Cenogenics is there. Flu season's here. Creating programs designed right for you to help you focus, become stronger, feel in control of your life. Again, no fads, no gimmicks. Take control of your health. Dr. McKellen is incredible. Dr. Watt. Don't suffer from low energy or lack of focus or unintentional weight gain. Poor sleep, low libido. One more day. Call Cenogenics. Michelle answers the phone, 720-387-3681, and schedule a free consultation. Or give it to someone. Say, man, I made an appointment for you. This is a consultation. It is free. It's at Cenogenics. Someone you care, someone you love. 720-387-3681. The web is denver.cenogenics.com. Denver.C-E-N-E-G-E-N-I-C-S.com. Please do yourself a favor. You'll be so glad that you did. Morning, everybody. It's 28. I jumped over to 29 after the hour of 11. Saturday morning, 41 and sunny, 44 on Sunday. 710 KNUS, 17th of uh, December. Next week is uh, will be Christmas Eve. We will be here Saturday morning and do that. 710 KNUS. Morning, everybody. Joe Williams and, of course, Sandy Clough with us. Ski season is in full swing. My first ski day is going to be Monday, hoping for more snow, but it's snowing up there now. Winter Park is getting tons of snow. Christmas is right around the corner, so, as the man said. You know what that means? It's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport. Make sure all your loved ones and yourself something for the holidays. Take it from me. Skiing or snowboarding gear, go to Larson Ski and Sport. Gloves, hats, helmets, goggles, jackets. I got a new jacket finally after about seven years. The guys at Larson's will take time. To get to know you and your family, match you with all the right brands, enjoy your time on the hill. If you're a renter and you know you got to do skis, you can do what they call demo demo rents, like brand new skis, boots, poles, helmets, snowboarding, everything and anything. For real, they are convenient. You can stop on your way up the hill or stop on your way home. If you're westbound on I-70, you get off on Kipling, come down the ramp, make a left head south, go under the go right underneath I-70, come out the other side. You see the crab shack on the right or on the west side, right next to his big wooden box building. That's Larson Ski and Sport. Seven days a week. As for Paul, the people there are the best. South of I-70 on Kipling, seven days a week. Everything that you want, everything that you need, that you will need for skiing and boarding and cross-country, 303-423-0654. They got snowshoes, 303-423-0654, LarsonSport.com. Want to bring them up, bring the guys up. On the line, of course, uh, these are legends. Joe Williams, the hitman, Sandy Clough. We're talking sports, and we're talking. You know, actually, we, we call, yeah. Uncle Pete. We called them the we called them the Tank Brothers. 
Sherman and Sherman. Tech. Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Sherman yeah. Tech. Yeah. No. And oh, the, it was great. I, you know, I talk to Steve a lot now. He's in Utah, and um, you know, there, there was a movie coming out now about the Von Erich family, and they're calling it the Iron Claw about the professional wrestling family, the the Von Erichs who were popular in Texas. Joe, when you were a, when you were a kid, was Fritz Von Erich there or? Are, the only, you know what, Pete, uh, I didn't follow it very closely. The only one I remember uh, down there was Pepper Gomez. Do you remember? Yeah, sure, of course. I actually worked with him. Yeah, worked with him. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you worked with all those yeah, guys. They're all, all guys. legends. Yeah, but Steve, anyhow, Stevie worked for the Von Erics. And um, I have a lighter in my collection of stuff, and it says, taken by force from the Von Erics. And I, Steve Harms gave it to me. <laughs> it was like he worked for Fritz. I mean, he's got great stories. And um, but telling those texts back to what we were talking about. So Joe and, and and Sandy are here. We're talking a bunch of different things. But CU and the Denver Broncos. And what's what's the future of the Broncos? And this is a jump ball. Maybe we'll start with Sandy. What's what's the future for the Broncos in a foreseeable future? Sandy, very shaky. Uh, they have a head coach who is clearly in over his head. Uh, Whether they fire him or not at the end of the season, clearly in over his head. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, to my way of thinking, is done as uh, a quarterback who can uh, do anything at all to lift a team. So they're right back in the same predicament they faced once uh, Gary Kubiak left after the 2016 season, and even that season didn't end very well, um, they are the most hopeless team in the National Football League. That is not to say at the present time they are the worst team in the NFL, but all the teams that are down near the bottom of the league with them either have their quarterback of the future or – they're in a position to draft that quarterback next spring. The Broncos only have a first-round pick that's not their own late in the first round. Even if they wanted to draft one of the three or four top quarterbacks, they couldn't do it. So the Broncos don't have a lot of draft picks next spring because they traded away five, including two firsts and two seconds, for Russell Wilson. So they gambled big on Wilson, and they lost. They lost. But why didn't they? You know, my grandson's theory and my son's theory, we were talking about this last night, that, and I think Russell Wilson, by the way, is a very decent man. And so it, it makes it difficult to, you know, to dislike people. Because plenty of times a guy's a heel, he's a bad guy, and you don't like him, and you can have fun with it. But. Didn't, did they know in Seattle, Joe? Did they know in Seattle the guy was damaged goods when they when they look? Look, Sandy knows. Everybody knows. Okay, we did not get to see no because they play, because they play in the same afternoon window. Uh, the last year that Russell played a year ago in Seattle, we didn't get to see him play every game. So uh, we heard that well, he wasn't quite as good maybe as he'd been in the past because in the past he'd been a very good quarterback. But uh, every quarterback has a shelf life uh, to be determined later. But everyone has one. But apparently he didn't have a very good year. 
Now, we didn't know much about that because they play really about the same time the Broncos play. So you don't pay all that much attention, you know, to what's going on uh, with Russell Wilson. But we know this, and Sandy knows this, and Pete, you know this, franchise quarterbacks in the NFL are few and far in between. It's very difficult to find one, and when you get one, you don't ever let him go, ever. It doesn't happen. Why did Seattle, why yeah. were they willing to let him yeah. go? Yeah. George Payton, I don't think, asked that question. He must not have. And, you know, he's got some responsibility in all of this. And actually, he's the first guy, if I'm Pinner in that group, he's the first guy when the season's mm-hmm. over, I'm going to go up to, and I got questions for him. Not only why did you uh, look ter- – be in charge of what turns out to look like a fleece. And secondary, once you got him here, he had two years left on a contract that was perfectly fine, and you elected to throw that away, yeah. tear it up, before he's ever proven well, a yeah, thing and give him millions of more. One, one of the things the guys are talking about at dinner, we have these Friday night dinners, is, and I'll go back to Sandy, they gave him a, a huge increase without ever seeing the guy play here. Is, is, yeah. is that true? Uh, well... Sure. I mean, that's that's a fact. They had never seen him play in a regular season game. But again, uh, Joe has uh, the point that's most important here. Once you give up all those draft picks, in addition to three veterans, it, once you do that, you're not going to let this guy leave. You've committed to him. Yeah. And that includes giving him a contract. And listen, if he had the goods still, if he could play the way he did two and a half years ago, okay, the beginning of the 2020 season, first half of the 2020 season, Russell Wilson in Seattle was an MVP candidate. That was in 2020. And we don't remember that very well because it was a funky year with uh, the pandemic and, and all the restrictions and so on. Uh, they thought they were getting that kind of player. And it was only a matter of time before they signed him to a contract, and they were going to sign him to a contract mm-hmm. when Russell Wilson wanted to sign. Mm. And, and they're coming out with this uh, blarney now about how, well, we didn't want Joe Burrow and uh, Lamar Jackson to get their contracts before we got Russell Wilson because we uh, we would we'd have to uh, pay 300 400 million dollars for Russell Wilson that that's all nonsense Russell Wilson wanted to sign before the season began they gave him the money but they were already committed to him and whether it was 245 million dollars with 165 guaranteed or $165 million with $65 million guaranteed, it, it now looks like a ridiculous deal because oh. they can't get out of it uh, until next year, this time next year at the earliest. Joe, were the Walton was the Walton family in on making that deal, or was that prior to them getting the team? Thanks about this. But I would have to think on something like that, the owner has to give the okay. Don't you think, Sandy? I absolutely agree with you. And the funniest thing in town was that uh, Russell Wilson and the ownership, uh, oh, nobody knew anybody. No, no, they didn't have any contact in previous years. 
hey, they travel the same social circle. Sure. Of course they all knew one another. And, yes, technically the owners weren't officially in place until August. But to think that these owners back in March didn't know they were going to own the Denver Broncos. Of course they did. Yes. Didn't know anything about the Broncos uh, trading for Russell Wilson when the stories broke at the same time. Within days, the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson, and the story came out that uh, the Walton Group was going to buy the Denver Broncos. I agree. Gee, what a coincidence. We've been talking about it, and, you know, I'm not in your league and just, just listening to you speak and, I don't know, an X from an O on the field, but the business transaction is the part of the stuff that, and Joe and I have talked, and you and I have talked about, you know, the future of where this team will play and everything they're going to get out of it. And these the, the Waltons, the Waltons aren't a bunch of rookies, are they, Joe? Well, they got all this, I mean, they got, they got all this money. Yeah. That's the way, uh, you know, money talks. Yeah. And uh, yeah. believe me, they, hey, look, they don't, you don't see very many Walmarts stores closing down. No. You? <laughs> no, you <don't. laughs> they're not they're not they're they're not from the givers, are they, Joe? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um let me I want to interject this very quickly. Uh someone we all know as maybe the smartest football person in existence uh, told me uh, fairly recently that, you know, he had been around these people and, you know, yes, they're, they're nice people. The one who knows the most about football within this ownership group is Condoleezza Rice, and there isn't a close second. None of these people know anything about football. They, Yes, they can afford to buy a football team, but they, it, independently what do they know? They're completely reliant, it seems to me, on George Payton and whatever George Payton tells them. And I've been saying all year, uh, if it were me, back in late September, I would have been asking questions of George Payton, not of Nathaniel Hackett, of George Payton. What's going on here? Did they get What's had? What's wrong with Wilson? Did they What's get, going on? Did they get had? Did these people get had, Joe? Well, I mean, the proof is what you see on the field and, and how you see them going forward. Uh, they got fleeced. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I don't know what there else what else there well, is to say. Kind of one thing. There, there isn't anything. And, and, and here's the thing. If you talk to football people, whether they be current coaches, mm-hmm. former coaches, people who, who know the contemporary game – uh, my good friend, the uh, performance psychologist, Dr. Rick Perea, came mm. on our show uh, back in March, literally the next night. And he told people in our audience that night what they certainly did not want to hear. He said, people in the NFC West, Arizona, Rams, 49ers, were very sad to see Russell Wilson traded away. Because they knew he was uh, deteriorating. Uh, his skills were deteriorating. They knew that. Now, the rapid uh, erosion of his skills this year, listen, that surprises everybody. Even the people in Seattle didn't yeah. think he could be this bad. But getting back to that point, people in the NFC West 
all knew that his skills were diminishing. Mm. All right. And they said, and Joe used the word, and Rick Perea used this word on the air with us. The people in the NFC West believe Seattle fleeced the Broncos. Yeah. This was well, said in early yeah, March of yeah, 2022. Yeah, yeah, Nobody, of course, wanted to believe it. Yeah. And Rick was the well, only person saying that yeah, publicly it was, at, at the time. And I wish yeah. I had bought well, in I, I remember. totally to what Rick was saying. It was the second coming. I, I, made, I wrote a column. Absolutely. And, I wrote a column and I said, Russell Wilson, the football player that will save KOA radio. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for that. So much for that. So much for that. So, and, so much and, for and, that. Look at, and look at how much better Seattle is this year than they were. Well, they're winning. Absolutely. They're winning. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 With a journeyman quarterback. All right, I'll throw you guys on hold. I'm, I'm going to come back. Quarterback's and, been great. And curveball this and say, you're Colorado Rockies because you guys are on a roll. Uh, Joe Williams, the hitman, and Sandy Clough, 710K and U.S. Peter Boyle's on the air everywhere. If you are sick and tired of living with constant pain in your knees and back, you know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics uses advanced regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips and shoulders and elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now and schedule your free consultation. Free. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments that really cause pains caused by arthritis or by injury. No drugs, no pain meds, and no downtime. All natural treatment gets you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. You hear it and listen to people talk. All natural treatments and get you lasting relief. Call for an appointment. Available now. This is easy. 303-900-8986. 303-900-8986. 303-900-8986. Call them. Appointments are available for this coming week. Holidays are rushing up. 303-900-8986. Make the call today. Morning, everybody. 1149, 11 minutes before the hour of noon, 710 KNUS 41 will be the high 44 tomorrow, 40 on Monday. Next Saturday is Christmas Eve. We'll do a show here and we'll maybe do a family show. We're trying to different things out. So we'll see what happens. Joe and Sandy are on hold. Cowboy Moving and Storage, the recommended mover. So to go to CowboyMoving.com. Truly the best. I'm a family operated, family owned by the same family since 1968. When you've got to see these guys, this is for real, in the guy's office, he's got a 1940, I think it's a 47, Indian tank shifter. And it's like the all-time motorcycle. These are great folks, family-owned and operated by the same family since 68. Cowboy provides residential and commercial moves. They do the load, load and hold, hold, which I think is great. And, again, the kinds of things that happen to you. So you're, you're moving in a new office or new residence, but you've got to leave your current location before the new place is available then this is the storage unit for you. So they come to your, your home, your office, and they load everything in these very good, very, really, really neat dry trailers. Then they park them, long-term or short-term. It's warm, it's dry, everything's taken care of. And then when the time comes, then they deliver. So what makes them the best of the guys who do the job, but the load and holds really work well for short or long-term storage. They truly make a difference from moves to loads to holds. If you want to move a piano, move grandma, 
but go and they will give you an estimate. It's an easy number, 303 789 2200. 303 789 2200. 303 789 2200. These are our friends. Give them a shot. Cowboy Moving.com. The hitman, Joe Williams, and Sandy Clufford you know, the, in Pittsburgh, they used to call it title town. I don't know if everybody's going to call this title town for a while, but, you know, as we wrap it, um, the Colorado Rockies, uh, Joe, your, your thought, thoughts, because they just talk about owners with the, the people who own that team as well. So your thoughts. The Rockies, the Monfords, yeah. brilliant. They are brilliant, brilliant people. I mean, think about this. They can average about 30,000 people a night on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, people will come, they'll spend $20 for a hot dog and a beer, and they go home and they think they had a good time. (laughs) 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 And and they they never, look, there's nobody, there is nobody to speak to baseball better than Sandy. Nobody. Right, Sandy. But I mean, <laughs> honestly, Stevie Wonder could see what's going that's on that's, down there. They, these are people, I would say they, they, those guys think that a mark is German currency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <kidding>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Sandy, your thoughts. Well, uh, Joe's right. They make, uh, and it, this may have gone up in the last two or three years, uh, but uh, within the last three years, I heard that they were making forty thousand a night Woo. on the party deck alone. All right, <laughs> but regardless of the number of people, they had forty thousand was about the take on an average night. Uh, so uh, Joe's exactly right. You can imagine <laughs> that they're not going to be selling the team anytime soon. And uh, you've got a manager uh, like so many Rocky managers down through the years. And I actually think uh, uh, Bud Black is uh, probably the best manager they've had. He got him into the postseason two years in a row. Uh, and uh, yet uh, I think Bud Black understands as long as he doesn't criticize ownership, he's he can be the manager of the Rockies <laughs> as long as he wants, build a ranch out on the plains, uh, you know, uh, uh, get paid well. Yeah. And uh, so that's it. That's the Rockies. Yeah. And there are 30 Major League Baseball teams at the present time. Uh, 29 have been fairly active uh, in the offseason, and one has done absolutely nothing. And that one team, of course, is the Rockies who are known for their off-season inactivity. You, you talk about an organization that's totally clueless, doesn't get it. They, they, they can't make headlines. Even during the season, they can't make headlines. But during the off-season, uh, they don't do anything. I will say something nice, though, about the Rockies, because I know our time is short. And I want to say something nice about them. And this is courtesy of our friend Tom Green from Channel 9. Over the last six years, each and every year, Guess who's had the better winning percentage? The Rockies or the Broncos? Wow. Uh, Rockies? Yeah. Last six years. Wow. It's been the Rockies every year, 2017 through 2022. What does so, what does that say? It says a lot about how bad the Broncos are. That's what it says to me. Wow. There's a there's a real quick joke on enough time of the guy that worked in the pit in Vegas, and he breaks away, and he goes to the opens a funeral home in Ohio. And one day the pit boss is driving in, stops. There's all these bodies in different rooms. The guy said, how's business? He said, it's horrible. He said, what about those bodies? He said, they're shills. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I love you both. We'll talk. Thanks, guys. Okay, Thank you. Guys.
Bye, guys. Um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll be back here next Saturday morning, and we'll do a Christmas show. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.